The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there and welcome to Force Center Presents Data Bank Dive on the Companion. I'm Ken Knapsack. And I am Joseph Scrimshaw. And this is our fun little show where we sit down, we pull something randomly out of the Star Wars databanks and Wikipedia, and then we discuss it, our memories, our connections, and uh, our feelings for this probably wonderful, weird little thing in a a Star Wars corner. Joseph, are you ready for today's secret topic? Yes, please. Let's head into that Star Wars corner. (laughs) It is like uh, we are in a playhouse and the secret word's about to be said, (laughs) and that word is... Pit droids. Ooh, this is going to be very, very fun. Uh, poor, poor pit droids. <laughs> they have suffered a lot in galaxy and out of the galaxy. You're very right. It is a it is a prevailing theme in the in discussions in and around pit droids. Uh, so as always, we we go to StarWars.com first to see if there's a databank entry. There's been a couple times so far in the show, Boomer Monks. S foils that there wasn't a specific and, and just direct entry on the Star Wars databank, official databank for uh, these uh, things we're covering. But guess what? We got pit droids. We got pit droids. Yeah. Here's what it reads, Joseph. Pod racing is extremely dangerous. This we know. As is maintaining the speedy vehicles in the hectic pace of a race. Safety comes in second place to winning. As such, <laughs> the cheap and expendable pit droids often bolt out onto the racetrack to repair still cycling superheated engines with no regard to their personal safety. When not used, pit droids fold up into a compact package. They spring to activation when needed. Uh, a tap on the nose signals the droid to collapse back into stowed mode and rest. Now, uh, there is even more flavor to be had on Wikipedia, and I'm just pulling from this pretty actually sizable entry. I'm just pulling one little section. The Dumb Series Pitroid, the D-U-M dash series Pitroid, was a model of repair droid manufactured by Servo Droid Inc. prior to the invasion of Naboo. It sounds like I'm reading a section from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which I do love. If one could not reach the system it needed to work on, the unit would get other Pitroids to make an unstable and haphazard droid pyramid. Pitroids were also fearless when faced with unsafe tasks, going as far as to be happy to throw themselves into danger. All right. All right, Joseph, I, uh, we, we, we love to describe them and set the scene, but I got to get, I don't want to bury the lead. How do we feel about the pit droids being dumb? D-U-M model droids, funny, fair, rude. And what say you of these very flavorable entries? Oh, these flavorful, 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 flavortastic. These are great, great entries. The D-U-M series is like, it, it, for me, it's like, it's so, uh, on the nose, which is funny to say since you tapped the <laughs> pit droids on the nose. It's so on the nose as to be fun. There's so much in episode one where the pit droids, of course, uh, initially come from. Uh, that is, Lucas really wanted to have a sense of fun and sense of whimsy, but specifically pulling from early cinema, physical comedy. Uh, obviously, vaudeville involved in that, too. But a lot of the, you know, just the the, the daring early comedians who list literally risked their lives <laughs> to say what kind of wild thing can we put on film? And I feel like the pit droids have some of that of those, just like the, the silly character who is surrounded by knives. Right. I mean, just like the, the, the idea that they like, they've been programmed by watching Buster Keaton movies of like, how do we fix that? We climb on one another. 
if there's something not quite right in the engine, what do you do? Climb in. If a building is falling, stand there and hope that the window falls over you. That's the pit droids programming, and that cracks me up. Yeah, that is. A, yeah, I've never really connected the pit droids to their vaudeville roots. But here we are. <laughs> it is like the the cute little thing in massive physical danger. It is. There's a lot there. We're going to dive back into it. But first, we do have to, second, I should say, we do have to describe them. I think most people listen. If you're a Star Wars fan, you're like, yeah, got it, pit droids. But on the off chance you you don't know, uh, just describe a pit droid to me, a DUM series pit droid. A DUM series. Yeah, well, they kind of got like a big disc for a head, right? And then an even bigger, just one eye. They got some little uh, antenna sticking up there. And then it's almost like uh, they're a first draft of the B-1 battle droids. They just have, you know, a diminutive uh, little body with, uh, you know, two arms, two legs, really minimal chest, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of earth tones. Yes, yes. <laughs> in their colors, a lot of beige and gray. And yeah, I, I think there is something a little bit in their hats that has a little bit to me. Uh, maybe I'm just obsessed with uh, with uh, early comedy, early cinema comedy. Uh, but it's a little bit of a bowler hat vibe. It's got a little bit yeah. of that, like, here's my silly chapeau. <laughs> you're not, I don't think you're wrong at all. Whether or not it's a completely intentional design, I think we'll have to do some research on that. Talk to Doug Chang about this. But yeah, I, 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 there's something absolutely tr- truthful about that. Yeah, and they they do just even when they're like um, <laughs> upright, uh, they totally look like they're gonna fold at any moment, right? The, yeah. just they've got all the bends in the right way. I was laughing because there's one image that I think is from Wikipedia that's a snarky pit droid with attitude with their uh, <laughs> little little wrist on their hips and their head cocked. Like, what did you say to me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> very, they're very, very communicative uh, uh, little droids here. Um, you know, you great description on there. Uh, I, I love the, you know, the, especially, you know, they appear in Phantom Menace and they are kind of mini battle droids. Like they're kind of got that vibe. Yeah. Just change out the heads. A yeah. bit. How T- Pixar do they look to you? Very Pixar. That's a great point. Very Pixar. There's a couple things when I look at them, especially going back in the day and over the years. And we'll talk about our relationship with the pit droids now over of course a couple decades a uh, little little Pixar-y, uh, both good and bad, I guess you could say. But also, I I thought they fit like there were something. If you just, especially when they they come, you know, compact on down there, like something that was from the movie Batteries Not Included in the eighties. <laughs> like the neighbors were going to find it and not know. You know, it was going to be a heartwarming story around this pit droid. It just had that kind of vibe too. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's something that is I don't know. They they definitely have this history of the the overlooked worker droid, right? Because you rarely see one alone. It's always like a little team of them. There's a, very much like a seven dwarves, a Smurfs singing a song and getting something done. Yes, uh, there's that history there too. Yeah, and and, and in terms of uh, like um, the, the design too, I, I think there's a little bit of this thing that I think you and I are fans of here on Force Center. And everything's just that the cute has a place in Star Wars. And there is a cuteness factor to the pit droids, whether you want to accept that or believe it or agree with it or not. I think there's part of them that is cute. Oh, absolutely. I think it is is that giant eye, right? That one mm-hmm. giant eye that still manages to be emotive in the fact that their bodies can sort of truly uh, bend into just about any human expression. They absolutely come off as cute to me. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So here we go. And, and, and going further with the discussion, I just noticed in my notes, I literally forgot to complete the sentence because I think I was just so upset about this on behalf of the pit Um <laughs> The data bank entry calls them ex- 
expendable and, and does talk about how safety comes in second place to winning in the pod races. And so these droids are built. They're bred. They're designed to be cheap and expendable. Who cares? They go out into the racetrack. They jump into the engines. I love the, the very colorful description of what's going on here. They're still cycling superheated engines with no regard to their personal safety. Uh, Joseph, what, what's your thoughts on this expendable nature? And, and, and should we rise up and, and, and support the pit droids? Should the pit droids unionize here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, honestly. I do feel like that is kind of the joke of them in Phantom Menace. And it's, I think it's one of those jokes that's fascinating because you look at it and like, eh, it's a little cutesy guy and they do some, you know, at this point, you know, in time, that's some predictable physical comedy and you can be blah, blah, blah. But if you start to dig into like, well, what do those jokes mean? It, it, for me, it's like the heart of a lot of Lucas's storytelling where like, uh, really standing up for the little guy, you know, of literally of like, hey, everyone has value. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These little, these cute little guys have no need to be put in this horrific situation. <laughs> unionize, <laughs> unionize, unionize. Yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, their their uh, time in in the pod race and Phantom Menace working for Odie Mandrell. I, I think there's something there. No, I agree with you here that that it's 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 got some purpose and and the design can be fun. I think uh, connecting to some of the vaudeville roots, all jokes aside, that, that could very well be uh, part, true. And there's a, but yeah, the, to, to see them play out, that is what's changed for me over the years uh, about the pitchers, my view of them. I think I was laughing at them. Now I'm not, I'm with them. And it's been a fun journey. Um, what, before we get to some of that though, what, what is some of the magic uh, of the pitchers? You're talking about some thematic reasons they fit in star Wars, but how do they fit into the overall star Wars lore and aesthetic for you? I think it's that idea of the of droids being overlooked, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, even more so if they're <laughs> literally designed to be overlooked, right? Like they're supposed to just kind of crawl into dangerous places, you know, and do the jobs of like that. Like even maybe a protocol droid would be like, I'm not sticking my hand in there. Send a pit droid, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know? So I think it fits into that, the history of droids being overlooked. I think it fits into uh, the history of cute in Star Wars, uh, as you're saying. and. Uh, I think it also just really uh, uh, fits into the uh, the they fit into the Star Wars style of comedy, right? Of yeah. uh, uh, I have a, a great book discussing early uh, uh, cinema f uh, comedy uh, called "Comedy Is uh, a Man in Trouble." You know, mm. I, I would update that to say "Comedy Is a Person in Trouble." Um, but that idea, so much of that early comedy is. Hey, Laurel and Hardy, uh, they're lower class. They want to be seen. They want to be respected. But they can't even get out of bed without hitting each other in the head eight times, right? They're just trying to get through their day. So much of that early comedy is sympathetic because it's like the struggles of the every person just trying to get through life. And if you look at like some of Han's comedy, even in A New Hope, right? He's just, he's just as, he's kind of cool, but he's just trying to make things work and they don't. So he's trying to figure out a way. So I think their comedy fits into that history of star wars that's well said sir i mean uh, uh bravo i love this this is the 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 vaudevillian droids of star wars it's, it's absolutely <laughs> it and and that's and that's what you see that's what's constantly kind of going on uh, around them even in some of their later appearances it's part of the design they are they are designed in universe to 
get in that furnace and fix it, get into that burning <laughs> engine. But uh, there's something uh, I think you can connect with it and definitely ties into Star Wars's uh, point of view on, on everyone has value uh, and droids themselves. I think I think um, L3 would would have charged out onto uh, that that uh, pod racing uh, track on Boot <laughs> Eve uh, classic there and been like, no, nah, this is not good. Uh, Throw no. Odie Mandrell into his own engine. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck finding it. Um, so let's go through a little journey with the pitchers here, Joseph. Um, let's travel back to 1999 and the first time we met them, which actually wasn't in the pod race. It was in Watto's workshop. Uh, where Jar Jar Binks uh, and uh, and a pitroid had a, an altercation, and we first learned of uh, you know punch the nose, tap the nose. Uh, what was your reaction to the pit droid in that moment? Um, I think you know in the theater in 1999, as I've discussed before, like I I was not against comedy. I was a comedian. I love comedy, but I wanted a little bit more edge to my comedy, and I was really excited to see like the the story of how Anakin Skywalker fell and what cool thing is Obi-Wan going to do with a lightsaber and mm. uh you know it took me a while to come uh, around to some of the the comedy tone of Phantom Menace so on my very first viewing I I don't think I was like deeply offended <laughs> right right uh but here's here's the crucial issue Ken mm. on my first viewing I did not see what is perhaps the pit droid's finest moment of the small but powerful kick to Jar Jar's crotch, right? Yes. <laughs> if I Thank had you. seen that detail in 1999, I'd be like, all right, uh, mm -hmm. droids that are, you know, uh, basically mistreated where <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, they're just supposed to stay collapsed until they're needed and you collapse them by whacking them in the face and yeah. when <laughs> and they're out for revenge. They're like, oh, hit me in the nose. All right, I'll hit you somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Love this. Love that you brought this up. This is where I wanted to go with this. <laughs> I'm there too. I'm with you too. Uh, you know, working in comedy uh, back then and now. And yeah, you know, some of the comedy Phantom Menace still might not work for me, but overall I, I, I've really connected with the vibe because of this moment. I, I give this moment a lot of credit going back to review it over the years. I think initially, yeah, you know, okay, what's going on with Jar Jar? Well, we got young Anakin now and, 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 you know, you look like an angel, the line that, you know, you might've, caused problems for fans at the time. Like, do we like what's going on, you know? And then this pitroid kind of emerges and it's some wacky comedy. Yes. And it's been over the top. On further review, when I saw that kick, <laughs> it, the timing of it is perfect. Is it, is it crotch comedy? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a football. It hits man and growing. Yes. Arg, yes, totally. But there's, there's great comedic timing to that beat. And I think that slowly started to change my view of the pitroids. I do love that sequence. Jar Jar, I love Jar Jar, but you know, it's a, there's a lot going on and you could miss this real subtle moment of well-timed physical comedy. You know what is great about that? Because, you know, Jar Jar uh, injures his groin uh, at least twice in the film. Perhaps there are, are more Easter eggs that I have yet to discover. Uh, but there's the big obvious one where he goes for the big obvious comedy reaction of the whoa when yeah. he, you know, uh, jumps on the tank. Um, but this one, it's, it's real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's got that, uh, that, uh, infamous sensation of like, well, something hit my crotch. How badly in injured am I? Just that, that second where you're like, not sure of how bad it is. Like yeah. that's what Jar Jar is playing there. The, <laughs> uh, and also it's almost like the way he's holding the picture and everything, it, it reads as if like, if you were holding up a chicken to cook it and the chicken was like, no, not today. It was like kicking you. Like it just really, and, and owning, uh, uh, you know, this is, I think the second episode in a row I've mentioned my, my wonderful Chihuahua Baxter that 
uh, Grayson, I have like he does. He has to get eye medicine every day. When you pick him up, he 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 does the biting equivalent of that kick. It's like nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I love that you use the Turner phrase "not today." The pit toys say, "Not today, Jar Jar. Not today. Not today." Uh, so from that moment uh, in the workshop, we get to see them again. This is a kind of. Uh, uh, full display here. This is the Odie Mandrell three pit droid crew at a big moment in the Phantom Menace because you know the the, the pod race is is a big uh, big set piece in that movie there. Uh, so a lot of comedy in this one. We've got some uh, hear no evil, see no evil, uh, uh, speak no evil kind of uh, physical comedy going on. Yep. Um, I love uh, this sequence now. Didn't love it then. Same journey through it, but. Let's go into this pit, pit droid comedy pod race moment, Justin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they, they rush over, right? And then the one gets sucked in, and that basically takes Odie out of the race, right? It does. Okay. Do you think he got sucked in, or do you think he was told to jump in because they were revolting against Odie? <laughs> I, I, that, I, I have not expected a pit droid conspiracy theory, but I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Uh, I, I like the idea. Yeah, go oh, ahead. Go, go ahead. I no, just, you, please. I, I should have reviewed that scene specifically right before we pressed record. I just, there's an exchange between them, right? So the pitch are like, gonna, 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 and one's like, go in, get in there, get in there. I've always kind of interpreted it as enough, enough with Odie. Get in there, ruin his thing, take him out of the race. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, when the Phantom Menace finally has its uh, book of From a Certain Point of View, where you hear stories, I hope one is from this dumb series pitch right of like, I had enough and I was willing to sacrifice everything to end it perhaps i could be rebuilt but odie's career could not yes yes <laughs> i love it yeah. I, you know it that it's such a it's a just a quick silly comedy moment but it, the hubris is built up right that this disrespect for his you know lower level crew who are actually absolutely essential in the ones keeping him in the race that odie's yeah. sort of disrespect for them is what uh you know he is hoisted on his own pit droid petard <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, absolutely love it. I, and as we're chat- talking, I'm I'm, I'm uh, 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 typing in Odie Odie Mandrell on 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 the old internet machine there to see if I can get uh, a, a, a closer look. But really, just getting the figures, which uh, the Odie Mandrell figure does come with a pit droid. So, oh yeah, and I'm I'm seeing this detail right uh, that I had forgot. The droid was sucked through the intake and was shot out the other side, completely intact and operational. So I yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm, that makes me believe in this conspiracy theory because they didn't actually get uh, destroyed. They just had an unpleasant experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they kind of, and then he's, he's very upset. Odie's very upset. And that's when they kind of do their little, uh, little joke there. Um, uh, I don't know. I think I, it could be uh, out there listening. Do you have a, do you have a take on the pit droid conspiracy? I forgot this essential detail that the pit droid was not destroyed. I'm all in now, Ken, all in? on this pit droid conspiracy theory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You want me to climb in there? All right. Yeah. You're out of the race. <laughs> um, looking back now, uh, 20 years on, uh, it seems that you and I have a, a bigger appreciation for this scene there. Uh, uh, is, 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 the pod race is one of my favorite sequences, Joseph, and I've always just fascinated around um, everything about it, racing teams. And I always say I want a video game where I would manage a racing team. I think the pit droids help make uh, part of the pod race for me. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of those uh, things that it, it's pulling from the real world. So you fill in all of these real world details that are there with the fun space fantasy version of it, you know. And I think the, the pit droids did a lot of heavy work. I mean, we, we got distracted talking about uh, Jar Jar's crotch. But, I mean, <laughs> Anakin's knowledge of them and understanding of them, like, that that's a great beat in an important moment, too, that uh, gives great context to Anakin's knowledge. Yeah, and Anakin's appreciation of them at that time there. Anakin, why did you fall? You could have had a petroid at your side. Um, <laughs> so, you know, in around 99, uh, there's some disrespect going towards the, the petroids in story and without, uh, which made it all the more powerful, Joseph, when later on in the Clone Wars animated series, Star Wars The Clone Wars, the uh, what a lot of people know as uh, George Lucas's favorite arc in the Clone Wars series. Of course, he had a, a lot to do with the show. His hands are all over it. It wasn't uh, just uh, the man in the cowboy hat. Uh, the D-Squad Clone Wars arc featured WAC-47 uh, as a pilot under Mieber Gascon's command. Uh, this whole arc is about droids and their day in the sun. It is about the tiny but mighty who can make a difference. It's a pretty inspirational arc, but it is also uh, Star Wars wildness. There's a frog leading the way. That's who Ibergascon is and a lot of these <laughs> droids. It is the D-Squad. And, and uh, George has said probably half tongue-in-cheek some of the times when you hear him talk about it that this is his favorite arc. Joseph, doesn't it make sense that a pit droid would, would feature in that arc? Absolutely. And I have not rewatched that arc in a long time. And I'm really looking forward to rewatching it now, uh, really looking for uh, the heroic and comedic moments of uh, would that pit droid in your notes, uh, WSA, WAC 47. Yeah. Yeah. Whack 47. Look, that is that sounds like, you know, a great band name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in there. <laughs> yeah, I can't uh, wait to, to, to yeah. watch it. It absolutely um great that that exists right and great mm -hmm. that lucas has said in interviews like yeah no that's my that's my favorite i think that is something that's so close to lucas's heart of like look comedy and silliness and you know comedy that makes you root for the underdog or the overlooked uh is so yeah. essential to him in star wars and i think it, it does seem to like rile him when fans are like it's all about darth vader being cool and he's like yeah but also it's about pit droids doing doing bits <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's about a pit droid making a difference and getting a, a field promotion to corporal during this arc if i remember right and yeah uh, on our main uh, force center feed we have a show called clone wars report we've been uh, going through all the episodes we'll get to this one shortly and i can't wait to revisit it because it was one that challenged me you know Mieber gascon is a little frog character and all these kind of things and, and pit droids were part of that challenge uh, for me as a star wars fan for years and and to see them getting to do it uh, it just seems so right um, which Joseph leads into my next uh, discussion point here as we as we look to, towards uh, the end of our Pitro discussion shortly. They returned in a big way in The Mandalorian Season 1 when we got to go to Mos Eisley with Din and he uh, meets up with Pelimoto who had three pit droids of her own. The pit droids were back in Star Wars. Sir, well, how did that make you feel? I was over the three moons of Tatooine about it. I thought it was great. Uh, I thought it was great on like two levels, Ken. One was just the, um, we've talked about this a lot that, you know, Favreau is on record a couple places being like, you know, he's an original trilogy uh, generation and maybe wasn't down with everything in the prequels. And it was really great to see just, you know, uh, characters, ideas, you know, uh, from the prequels start to pop up in the Mandalorian. 
So that was great just by itself of like, cool, you know, justice for the prequels. Of course, Pelimoto would have pit droids. She is, you know, a, a repair person. Yeah. But then that she seemed to really have respect for them, right? Mm-hmm. That was cool and interesting. But the best thing about it for me is that the, the pit droids get to play this pivotal role in, in Din Djarin's journey, right? Where we know that he hates droids, doesn't trust them. He's haunted by them. His family was murdered by yeah. super battle droids, B2 battle droids. So the idea that he would have that level of like distrust and fear of like no droids. <laughs> and then you cut to these dorky little Pixar goofs and like, yeah, I, I don't trust them. They could take <laughs> me down. Like the contrast, it, it's just so great because it's, it's a, a portrait of everything that droids can be in Star Wars and yeah. kind of a turning point for, for Mando when he's like, you know, hey, uh, Mando, not all droids are the same. Your parents were slaughtered by battle droids. <laughs> uh, these, like, these droids it, it fix ships and trip. Uh, they're yeah. not... <laughs> I love fixed ships and trip. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. It's, it's a powerful use of them. I love the relationship between them and Pelly. She does respect them. She she does use them uh, uh, properly and, and, and works with them, but also they bicker. They fight, and she's a little grumpy with them, and they're a little grumpy with her, and it's just a great relationship. You can imagine spending all your time with these three droids. <laughs> it's going to get to you. So I love their relationship. Love how it's explored. I love in Book of Boba Fett. We've uh, we got a cameo appearance of her character in the background, and the pit droids are there. They're key of it, and, and they're key to her story. And it, it does. It Star Wars does this thing, Joseph, where we talk about a lot on on, on the main show, where you you, know, you stick around long enough, and you love and celebrate Star Wars long enough, even if all the stories and episodes and movies don't work for you. That that's fine. But uh, if you stick around long enough. Something that you initially thought was too new, too different, not for you, becomes part of the Star Wars lore, becomes part of the Star Wars story, and they pop up, and you suddenly, your heart melts because there's a pitch right there. Yeah, exactly. Something that you could be really challenged by, you know, several years later will show up in this new context, and you'll be thrilled that it's there. And yeah, this was huge huge for me that I was like, I am pumping my fist to see pit droids. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there... We've mentioned the Odie Mandrell three and three quarter uh, figure. Uh, is there enough pit droid merchandise? There are a lot of pit droids over the years that come, you know, with another uh, figure. But uh, mm-hmm. and I think there are a couple of pit droids that are just like a two pack, you know, yeah. of, of pit droids over the years. Uh, so, you know, on, honestly, sometimes I feel like there aren't enough action figures. I think there's a lot of accessibility to pit droids. I think maybe they need their own uh, Black Series release. I don't know mm-hmm. if they've had that. That would be nice. Uh, I would love a Pelimoto that comes with her whole pit droid family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the pit droid merchandise that I really need is just, uh, I need them to be real. <laughs> yes. And I need them to be standard in cars. And I need it to be that if my Toyota Yaris ever has a problem on the freeway, I don't have to worry about it because I just pull over and like, hey, gang. <laughs> Again, can you can you pop out and, and take care of this? Yeah, and I'm looking and we're doing we do have the Star Wars Black Series Droid Depot set, which comes with a mm. uh, 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 K2SO, a uh, Babu Frick, a battle droid, uh, a, a, the CB23, a droid from Resistance, and a pit droid. There you go. Uh, and then a great vintage line. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they're always part of sets. You can get the pit droid action figure on the vintage line, which is a real, real great packaging. I just think a life-size pit droid figure is possible, like a HasLab kind of uh, 
thing. And I, would it be popular? I probably not. I'd be the only backer, but I, you know, like <laughs> I have a, a life-size wicket figure. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's in the garage. It's so big and people walk in and like wicket staring at you. I would love a pit droid just uh, popping in the corner of my house. You know what? I think there's hope because I Googled pit droid action figures, Ken. And one of the yeah. first things that came up on eBay is, uh, this the great 30th anniversary Star Wars line, which has a lot of weird figures in it. Uh, there is a two-pack of pit droids that came with uh, some tech, a coin. Mm. It's rare because it was the fans' choice. Fans voted oh, yes. for pit droids back in 2007, and it cost $60 now <laughs> on eBay. I need to get it. Oh, that's amazing. Yes, the fans have spoken. The love of pit droids is real there. In fact, um, there are two different kinds that come with different tech. I'm sorry. Now I'm just looking at action figures. Look, you, you could do worse than sitting looking <laughs> at pit droids uh, and, and trying to add them to, to your collection. Final uh, question here, uh, Joseph. Uh, you touched on it. And I think it's a great use of it. Is uh, If you had three pit droids in your life, how would you put them to work? You're carrying around in your Yaris or just in your life together? Uh, just yeah. walking around with you. I, you know, I, I was saying that Yaris thing, but uh, honestly, uh, our, our Toyota Yaris is is quite reliable. Uh, so I actually do. I think I would uh, have them do dishes <laughs> if they're OK with it, if they're OK with it, uh, you know, because hey, the dishwasher, it doesn't always work. There's a bunch of stuff you can't put in it. Yeah. There'd be a lot of trust with the cocktail glasses. But that's I'd want to start from the point of like. You know, you're programmed to pile on top of each other. Mm-hmm. You can reach up to the counter, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna trust you guys. It's a great use of them. I I housework, the yard work, the things that you can't get to, dishes, keeping up to them. Uh, yeah, because I you know I have I do have an iRobot uh, little uh, robot vacuum, right? And it's mm-hmm. I talk to it, I communicate with it, like literally. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. So uh, I think I could, <laughs> that's training for me to have. Um, uh, pit droids. but more than more than just those tasks and i think you touched upon it if, if hey would you want to help me with the dishes uh i would love just to have like three pit droids on the couch with me while i'm playing video games just hanging out <laughs> maybe one of them can get me a, a soda and a bag of chips you know and we can all just kind of hang out together and have would fun. you have any fear that they were plotting a conspiracy against you like they did with Odie mandrell i'd be absolutely uh, wake up every day thinking this is the day I think I would, you know, really want to treat them with respect, knowing uh, that at any moment they could plot a conspiracy, at any moment uh, they could kick me in the crotch and just really make sure that they felt respected, that they had what they needed and wanted in life, that they were li- living fulfilling existences. Uh, I think I'd really keep an eye on that. That's a good, good view and use of the Pitroids here, as always on this uh, uh, show here, Dana McDive. We're going to rate the wild and weird and maybe whimsy factor of Pitroids. Our rating is based on one of the original Star Wars weirdos, Lobot. So, Joseph, out of 10 Lobot heads, one being the least, 10 being the most, how many Lobot heads do you give Pitroids? I'm going to go seven uh, hmm. because... They are this great Star Wars thing that's a little bit kind of one to one. They're a pit crew, right? They're yeah. that's in their name. They're they're pit droids, uh, so they're not like that bizarre of a thing to think that would exist in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you, you creep up there with the weird factor, um, with just all of their great comedy, all of their great emotion, the fact that they can <laughs> uh, serve in the Clone Wars, <laughs> the fact that they can plot against Odie Mandrell. Uh, that tips it up to a seven. Uh, I agree with you. I was going to say, initially, it was like, 
I don't know, four or five. It's droids. It's something we're seeing in Star Wars. But really, when you think about it, uh, the design is, I think, really cool in terms of Star Wars. It looks like a Star Wars droid. But just what they're doing, what they're trying to accomplish, and just the the comedy, the whimsy, the weirdness, and the wildness of them, I'll go seven as well. I'm going to meet you right at that seven. Uh, yeah, it just seems right for what uh, what they are, what they are in Star Wars. There, yeah, you know, maybe I'll get, go seven and a half when I remember they can fold down into hats. Uh, that's true, and you better go eight, <laughs> lest they uh, kick you in the crotch. <laughs> uh, I, I will give some serious consideration to upping to full eight. There you go, everybody. We have taken a look at. The Pitroids. What are your feelings on the Pitroids? Well, let us know. You can find links to all things Force Center on our Twitter feed at Force Center Pod. Uh, you can find me at Cadnapsock or my website, Cadnapsock.com. Joseph, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on all the social media Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can check out all my other stuff on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. So that is it for us here today on the Companion app. This is Databank Dive. The show is done, so punch us in the nose. And the Force Center <laughs> podcast comes to a close for this day. We'll see you next time here. <laughs>